Welcome to Middle Movers, a podcast for entry and mid-level marketers who want to learn from people on the same rung of the ladder. I'm your host, Khadija, and I'm a growth marketer at Manchester-based Six and Flow. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of Middle Movers Podcast. Today I have with me our very own Lua from Six and Flow. Um, she's a senior marketing manager slash growth strategist here in the agency and very excited to have her on as our first in-house guest. So welcome, Lua. Hello, hello. How's your day going? Yeah, it's going well. It is... Um busy but of course you know just we're, we're almost at friday so i'm very excited <laughs> that's awesome yeah i always have uh, more energy at the at the end of the week than i do at the start i feel like for me wednesday is always the the most hype day for me because i'm just like at the halfway point and it's just like i feel like my days like my wednesdays are usually the busiest and i don't know why that happens but then I feel like I have things to roll me through to the end of the week so I always feel very high energy right at the midweek point oh definitely yeah. yes I agree any big plans for the weekend as it comes up um well I don't know what the weather's going to be like right. but I I think probably a nice big walk somewhere yes um, Lots of food, lots of drink. You know, what else can you do in lockdown besides walking and eating? Um, yeah, I think that's it, really. No big plans. Yeah. We're all waiting for the 12th of April. <laughs> can't come soon enough. I can't believe that you folks are still in lockdown. But at the same time, I feel like with what I've been seeing over here in Canada, by the time you folks are out of lockdown, we'll be back in one. So I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah definitely I saw yeah I saw you posted the other day that uh is it Ontario is about to go into its third wave yes we're officially in the third wave of COVID-19 because of all of the variants that apparently have made their way over here and nobody seems to know how so yeah what are we gonna do hey <laughs> exactly it's just life now to be honest but at least the weather is getting warmer, so we can spend even more time outside, eating, drinking, walking, <laughs> all the important things. Yeah, definitely. It makes it a lot easier when it's um, sunny outside and it's not cold. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. All right. So to, to kind of get the ball rolling here, I like to start off by asking all of my guests to share three fun facts about themselves. So no pressure, because <laughs> I know you're super fun but I'm excited <laughs> to see what you say. <laughs> um, okay, three fun facts. Well, um, do you, are you do you know what the Great British Bake Off is? Oh, my goodness, yeah. My mother-in-law watches it religiously, and I watch it with her. So, yes. <laughs> but continue. <Okay. laughs> Amazing. So, I when I was at uni, I used to have a baking business, Ooh. and I used to make macarons. So, <gasps> So not not macaroons, not to be confused with the coconut biscuit. I used to make the <laughs> colourful French biscuit, um, right. and used to used to have a, an Instagram account that had you know a very large following, um, 
And I used to sell these macarons um, and it was really fun. I've, I've not baked a macaron in years, but I'm pretty sure if I tried, I would be able to still do it. But yeah, so going back to the Bake Off, I used to bake macarons and um, for about four or five years running, actually maybe four, I applied to the show. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got through to auditions and it was really fun. And then I just never got on the show. When I, I heard a, a rumor that if you applied six or seven years in a row, yeah. like the seventh year was your year. Oh, okay. And I was like, no, but I stopped. <laughs> can you pick it up like retroactively and just continue on? So if you applied four times, can you go for your fifth one? Do you know? I mean... I don't know. I think it's just a myth. I think it was maybe a few people got lucky, but maybe I should just try again. I don't know. That would be amazing. I mean, I'm already watching, but I would extra watch if you were on it. Oh, yeah, we can have like watching parties. That would be so fun. Yes, it would. That's awesome. Yeah. You, went, um, you came out the gate really, really hard there with the fun facts. So let's see what else you I got. Know. I've got nothing to back it up with now. Um, what else is fun about me? I mean, it's quite an odd thing to say that it's fun. Baking is fun. And yes, like selling biscuits and stuff is fun. Yeah. Um, I am an avid climber. Um, so I love indoor climbing at the bouldering walls. Wow. Um, which I've not done in, again, almost more than a year just because covid and mm. and life and injuries and stuff so not done that in a little while but that is one of my my fun things to do um and fun fact number three i am in the middle of a house renovation which Ooh. to most people might not be fun but it's fun for me because we are designing everything down to the plug sockets so <laughs> all of the fun things all of the things that people don't really care about and then all of the things that we personally really love and care about right um yeah that's it that's my three fun facts those are all really good ones and a lot of variety i didn't know you liked to climb i know you like to go for walks and stuff that's for sure and i always look forward to if you set like if you put up pictures or something just seeing the different scenery as I haven't been to your neck of the woods yet. Um, so I can see how that would make you want to be outside all the time because it's just so gorgeous. Oh my God, definitely. I love it. Let's roll with the, the renovation thing. So first, my first question is, what goes into um, <laughs> deciding your, your plug sockets? Because I've only just seen the standard plastic ones that we have here. And either you get something to cover the outlet so that way people can't stick, you know, knives and stuff in them. You know, little kids and whatever. And they're all just the same here. Like, I haven't really seen any cool ones in my time. Um, so oh, I, I want to know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, a, this is a fantastic piece of conversation here. I, I think, think this so. is going to be... So clickbaity, it's unbelievable. But um, <laughs> plug sockets in the UK are they like they're very different to America, Canada, okay. different parts of the world. Um, and I think 
people are quite um they get quite freaked out by the plug sockets here because we have switches on them i don't know if you have switches on plug sockets in canada no we don't at least not that i've seen but i i don't think so no okay yeah so we have a three pin outlet and then an on and off button for each outlet um very exciting stuff but anyway when it comes to choosing a plug socket we have a theme in our house of black accents right so we searched far and wide on all of the different plug socket company websites and we managed to find somewhere quite local actually um for these um matte black uh beautiful plug sockets and and that's just that's the journey you take you decide (laughs) on a color (laughs) You decide on a theme and then you just go and you look for it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and is there a reason why there are switches on the plug sockets? Is it like to do with power or wattage or is it just like, you know, a th- traditional design? <laughs> I'm so, um, I'm so intrigued. <laughs> you no, know what? I actually don't really know, but I think it's probably got something to do with um, being efficient with your energy use. So I guess in America, in Canada, you just plug it in and it's on. Whereas here yeah. you can plug it in and the switch can be off and then you turn it on. So it only uses power when the switch is on. Um, but there's probably a more a more interesting reason than that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I think that would be better if we had that here because if you like you just unplug things if you're not using them but the power is always running versus like you have the opposite effect and I think that makes more sense than having all your plugs and cords you know on your surfaces if you don't want something to be plugged in like we unplug the toaster at night like the kettle things like that so it just cords everywhere in the morning you have to make sure things are ready to go for you versus just turning the switch off I think that'd be so much better but that's for another day Yeah. I mean, do you turn your plugs on? Do you unplug everything before you go to bed? Um, mo- Like most of the appliances, but otherwise, no. Okay. But appliances, yeah. Well, like not like the fridge or anything like that, but the smaller appliances, yeah, we definitely unplug them. Right, right. <laughs> and I have no idea why. I just grew up that way and apparently do it here too. So <laughs> that's all I know. I'm so glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you as well. and then just like sticking with the reno for a little bit more because i'm obviously you know really into following along with that and asking you questions and i'm a big interiors junkie as well i think that was like the first thing that we bonded over (laughs) when i first started i was like this is so cool someone else that likes interiors um so i have to ask um how like if you had to give a percentage to how far you are with the renovation and I feel like houses are always like a never ending project, but with like the major things you want to do, how far along would you say you are? Really good question. And also I freaked out when I figured out that you also liked interiors because then I could speak to someone about it and not come across <laughs> as like really boring. <laughs> never. Um, but, so how far along are we? I would say probably 50%. Um, That's great. We are... Yeah, I'd say 50%. So we, we've we've done the bulk of like the living room areas and the bedrooms um, and the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we have left is the bigger, bigger projects, which are, I did, did I just say bigger, bigger? You did. The large projects. 
um, <laughs> big times two um are the bathroom and the kitchen um That's... which yeah they're they're huge projects to do at the moment and they cost so much money so i think just just this week we've decided on a date for the bathroom but uh, like lord only knows when we'll do the kitchen <laughs> yeah i know the bathroom has been a big pain point for you so i'm excited to see uh what comes of it and what you what the transformation will look like oh well i'm excited to take pictures of it i don't want to deal with any of the actual renovation process i just want it to be done <laughs> oh my gosh and then my other question is for like all the projects you folks have been doing so far um, it seems like a lot of it is DIY. Have you had any help, like, from outside companies? Or, like, have you folks, like, really been painting, doing all that stuff yourself? Um, good question. So, for things like, I guess, carpentry, um, joinery, woodworking, yeah. we always use people because we, we, we're not woodworkers. We're not joinery. Like, we don't do joinery. Right. Um, and for things like electrics and plumbing, we'll always use like registered people. Oh, okay. um, that makes sense. But yeah, so we we did most of the painting ourselves. Um, we did uh, we we do quite a lot of like DIY projects where we create our own like bespoke desk or floating shelves and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But I guess the bit that we really love is um like dressing the house and buying like nice vases and nice plants and like I think if you were to take a walk around the house you'd just see how many plants there were and be like okay yeah you probably need some more plants because there's more room for <laughs> for more plants to sit in um we we love buying plants and stuff like that but yeah we do do quite a bit of it DIY so we just recently repainted the um our bedroom um mm -hmm. and we had previously had a painter come in and do it, but we really didn't like the colour. So oh, okay. you know, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have spent that money. But but it happened and we changed it. So, I mean, it's all fine. But um, yeah, that, yeah, we, we, I guess we get professionals in to do the, the harder stuff that we don't want to touch. And then we do the nicer bits ourselves. <laughs> I think that's a good balance because I know some folks that would just do the whole thing themselves. And I'm like, hopefully you don't end up costing yourself down the road because you wanted to do everything di like DIY which there's nothing wrong with DIY but certain things like I think plumbing and electrical in particular it's like mm, maybe get professional for that <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't want to like accidentally electrocute myself and die yeah and equally I want to flood the house so I'll just leave that to the professionals <laughs> exactly and then if anything goes wrong you have someone else that is responsible for it that you can you can blame so that's a perk <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. and then aside from you know things that are keeping you busy you know with the home and everything and spending your time outdoors and eating and drinking what else do you like to do for fun you as a person what do you what do you enjoy what makes you 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 know <laughs> what makes me me yeah um, do you know i i love traveling and it's something like during COVID, I know lots of people probably feel like this as well, but I love exploring and finding um, like the history and stuff and mm -hmm. spending a day to 
Like say if we were on holiday somewhere, if I was on holiday somewhere, just spending the day walking around without a map and like figuring out where we're at, what place we're in, um, what's the history behind it and, and that sort of thing. I just love, I love going to new cities and exploring. Um, Same. I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I love riding my bike. I feel like I see the world in such a different way, even between just walking and biking. Like, even though it's like you could take the same route and that kind of stuff, I think the way you observe the world on a bike is just really special. I know it might sound oh. corny, but I really enjoy it and appreciate it. And you get some exercise in a different way too, working different parts of your body. So that's always nice. Definitely, definitely. I, yeah, I think when you're like, when you're walking around places, you, it takes a little bit longer, but you actually get to be next to, next to a building or next to like a monument or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas on your bike, it's, yeah, it doesn't take as much time, but you do miss some of the, the like the nicer parts. But then it's also very different to being like in a car or on a bus because then, then you're too far away from it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love I love being on my bike and going for bike rides. And as much as I complain that I'm tired and you know don't don't want to cycle up a hill or something, I just love it. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. No, it's such a good hobby and something that's so easy to take part in. Like it's very accessible to most folks, anyway. Of course, if you're like a little kid who doesn't yet know how to ride a bike, <laughs> then yeah, exactly. your time will come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you have a bike collection or do you have like your one bike go-to? Oh yeah, no, I just have one bike. I'm no, in no way um, a bike collector. (laughs) I just, I have my normal commuter bike that I used to cycle to work every day. um, But now I, yeah, just cycle around um, when we're allowed to do exercise. (laughs) Nice. I love it. Um, all right, let's let's kind of shift gears towards not that this wasn't a deep discussion, <laughs> but I feel like talking about work, uh, even though we're doing it in a fun way, can feel can feel a bit weird or feel a bit deep or like you have to, you know, make sure you get all the nails on hit on the head correctly. Um, but we know it's chill. We're in a chill work spot, so we have that advantage. Um <laughs> But I'd love to learn more, especially when you shared your fun fact um, about how you were you had a baking business. I'd love to learn more about a bit of your work life before you joined Six and Flow. Um, okay, before Six and Flow. So I um, I've always worked in house. Um, okay. So Six and Flow was actually my first agency role. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I came from the charity sector um, and then I moved into, I'd say you probably call it like Envirotech. So it was um, mm-hmm. it was a, a recycling company in London, one of the best recycling companies in London, um, which they focused on like not only just recycling, which was the core day-to-day stuff but it was like sustainability in businesses and um encouraging small businesses who are sustainable to be part of wider conversations um so I yeah I've, I've always been in marketing um 
but in I guess very very different industries mm-hmm. uh, so the charity sector was a a youth um charity which focused on um social like social mixing so getting people from different backgrounds races religions and um, mm-hmm. different parts of of the UK um specifically London so different parts of London whether it was North London or South London um and like different school types and getting them to go away together as a team uh and learn learn like really cool skills so the first week would be um they'd go away and do like rock climbing and kayaking and camping and and that sort of thing and then in the second week they would stay at a university halls of residence um and like learn how to cook for themselves and and like clean for themselves and budget for themselves so they'd have to go out and do their own grocery shop and stuff and oh my god and then in, it was really cool um yeah that is. I think in the third week it was like a, a social action project so like what can they do for the community that they they live in so whether it was um raising awareness for a specific charity or um raising money for like a selected charity um or doing like a um like a feel-good campaign in person where they would like go up to people and uh give them a little note to be like have a great day or oh. like a free head campaign just you know like feel good stuff oh, that's um, awesome. yeah they were a, they were a really great charity um and yeah, the biggest, I guess the biggest part of it was that social mixing, it, it kind of mirrored the, the demographic of London and mm-hmm. it was such a great initiative and so many great people behind that organisation. So yeah, the challenge, if you're listening, this one, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the challenge. Yeah, for sure. It was great. Um, but yeah, so from there, then went to um, this recycling company and mm-hmm. um, they are called First Mile, um, and again, I did marketing there. Um, it was a great, great team, great people, very passionate about the environment and sustainability and, mm-hmm. uh, like, everything green and how can we be better, how can we... It was, like, basically, like, an entire company that loved David Attenborough. <laughs> well, who doesn't um, love him? He's the I best. Know. He's a national treasure, he is. True. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's it really. That That's how I uh, went from sort of in-house charity to in-house um, like environment slash uh, bordering on the cusp of new tech to, to Six and Flay. Wow. Those are both very different industries, but I feel like working in either of those, you would have had such an impact um, like kind of in a more immediate sense, like for example, like having an impact on the community or, you know, being able to educate folks on different sustainability practices, like things that people can enact in a more immediate fashion. So I feel like that's really rewarding work and really awesome that you got to be a part of that. Definitely, definitely. And and it was like, it was, I guess, the, the thing that shaped the way I would work um, going forward, just mm-hmm. because it was very fast paced and 
because you're having that immediate impact and you're working with um like 16 to 18 year olds you have like you you can have such an impact um and that was always such a rewarding thing that like you're not a doctor you're not a firefighter you're not you're not actually saving anyone's life but if you can have an impact on that person's life by you know getting the mixing in their community or or the the program that I worked for would help um like 17 and 18 year olds to to find work so Mm. with big people like Starbucks and Bloomberg and we would help them like get work experience just so that they could get a foot in the door right um which was really cool so yeah having that uh, being able to have an impact like that was very like very rewarding oh that's amazing really awesome stuff and like I've never like I've heard about different youth charities but I haven't really um seen any like this is probably just like my own lack of research but I feel like a lot of the initiatives were just really preparing you know folks for real life you know you talk about budgeting you know cooking for yourself even just being away from home you know living and working with different people in your same you know peer set I think all of those skills are so valuable going forward in life so yeah I'm just like I'm just sitting here really taking it in you can't see my face but that I think it just sounds incredible both sound incredible and like I'm always looking for different ways to be you know more sustainable in my living practices whether it be even something as small as you know getting rid of single-use plastic like I've pretty much phased that out in my life to this point which you know took some time but it's just nice to to you know know that there's so many different organizations that are advocating for something like that and educating people on that kind of stuff because even if you do a small change like it really does make a difference in your lifestyle and you realize that you don't really lose out by you know making that change for yourself either so absolutely yeah and I think it's like it's stuff that you don't really like with with the whole budgeting and being away from home thing you don't really learn that at school no um you definitely don't things like sustainability at school you're doing things like algebra and you know things that if you're not necessarily going to go into a career that requires maths it's not pleasant um whereas people people want to know the real tea on things like budgeting and how can you save for a mortgage and (laughs) how can you cook a three-course meal and 20 pound like you know stuff that stuff that you you need in your day-to-day life but no it was it was great it's very like it was a very rewarding job and a a great point in time for me so yeah it was good awesome and then now that you're here at six and flow just like me um and you mentioned as well that it's like your first this is your first agency role and it's the same case for me as well uh what Mm -hmm. made you want to pivot towards agency life um you know it's quite a difficult one really because Mm. I it's the it's the classic case of you don't really know what you're missing out on until you you do it right um and so any of the any any marketing experience that I had were was in-house and it was taught by people who well I guess it was like my managers and Mm -hmm. and they unless they had agency experience which I don't I think one of them did. I'm not entirely sure the other one did, but right. it's quite difficult because you're you're learning from them, but they're doing things a specific way. So mm-hmm. you're learning from them the way they learn, really. Whereas if 
for me, I wanted to almost take it back to basics and understand the fundamentals of marketing. Right. Um, and I wanted to be able to start with a, a new mindset, not going in and being like, right, how do I, you know, firefighting problems and going in and trying to fix something for business. That wasn't really what I wanted to sign up for again. I wanted to actually take it back to the bare basics, learn the fundamentals of marketing and then build up from there. So Mm. I guess Six and Flow, like it was a very different agency. All agencies are so different, but for me, it was, it was the one that I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to take, like, take, take that leap of faith and Mm -hmm. learn from, people in the industry who had been in the industry for a while and I guess help me understand better the gaps that I needed to fill um Mm -hmm. so I guess yeah that that's the why um it is kind of like a selfish reason I want to know what I don't know (laughs) Um, and then learn what I don't know um but ultimately it yeah it's it's great for us both no, definitely. And I think, yeah, that was definitely part of my reasoning as well in terms of just even considering um, an agency because, yeah, I felt like I had kind of been pigeonholing myself a bit, like always doing content marketing roles, uh, which mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I knew that um, there were other things that I want to learn in marketing. And even if I had been on teams with folks that were focused on other things, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily in-depth learning or actually taking part in um, doing something start to finish. So for example, running a campaign or, you know, doing monthly reporting on numbers, like I would be having visibility into that stuff, but not actually being responsible for looking at it, understanding it, and, you know, really being able to articulate what I was seeing and what that meant, like in a business sense. So yeah. for me, it's definitely similar with filling gaps. And then also I feel like, I don't know about in the UK, but I feel like over here, <laughs> I feel like agencies just get such a bad rap. And I mean, I've never worked in a North American agency, so I can't say if that's true or not. But I don't know. I felt like from the moment I a found out about you folks and then just in general, like going through the interview process, I was like, this is different than anything that I've heard or or seen in terms of agency life. So I was definitely intrigued. So and it has been really awesome. I've I've learned so much already and it's only been a few short months. And I mean, getting the podcast rolling and all sorts of things that I probably wouldn't have been doing in other roles or at least not at this level of acceleration in terms of we're just deciding to do something. We're going to try it out, see how it works. So that's been fun. Definitely. I, I completely get what you mean by I think agencies get a bad, bad rep. But yeah. for me, I... I, I think I might have also had this misconception of what an agency was um, right. until I, in my previous job, dealt with vendors. So dealt with a digital agency, dealt with a like um, a lead agency and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only until you interact with them that you actually think, oh, wait, okay, so these are like proper businesses and they're not. I think the term agency, it's quite an odd one because like mm-hmm. agency seems not permanent um, right. And I don't know if it's the same in in Canada as well. But for me, that's what agency was. It was like not permanent members of staff that were working somewhere for a like 
a mutual goal or something. Right. Whereas now I'm like, oh, okay, agency, lots of different meanings, um, could be very different types of businesses, but I, I then understood having had to deal with agencies, what an agency actually was. No, 100%. Yeah, I, I always thought that too. I was like, oh, you've hired an agency, so like you've outsourced this particular task or project. But yeah, for like a short term stint, like I never saw it as actually building up a relationship. It was just like your in-house team doesn't have the capacity and you want to do X thing or you have X initiative that you need an extra hand or two on. So I've learned that it's it can be different for sure. And like, I feel like we have really good relationships with our clients and there's folks that come back to us over and over and like we actually have deep ties with which I didn't expect to see um yeah going into it so yeah definitely I agree <laughs> nice um so now that you've been here for you know a couple of years which is crazy you just had your two-year anniversary complete with the balloon and everything <laughs> <laughs> um what do you find that if you can pick if you can pick one thing that you like most um, about agency life, what would that be? And also, on the other hand, what have you found to be the most challenging um, aspect of agency life for you? Ooh, they're really good questions. Um, I think for me, uh, the thing that I like most and I've enjoyed most is that every day is very different. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a that's a positive for me because otherwise things like you can get bored um and it's not like I have a very short attention span or I need to like constantly be doing things that are new to to keep me engaged but every client is different their asks are always different their audiences are always different and it's nice to be able to interchange between like oh now I'm now I have to be in the mindset of of this kind of audience or now I have to be in the mindset of that kind of audience and they're two Mm. completely different people um that's what I really like because I think the thing that I I both liked and disliked about in-house was it was that one company right your focus was that one company how and and I I loved it but equally it did get a bit boring (laughs) right Um, but then I think the thing that I sometimes find most difficult is, um, or challenging, is it's not the client, it's the the vast, like, it, they're so different. Yeah. So, you know, it's a pro, I also think it's a con, they're so different. Um, mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, it can be quite challenging because you have to, like, you have to score yourself on what this business does and how they work and and the sector that they're in and you almost have to become like an expert in their sector before you've even met them (laughs) yeah um so yeah I think I think that would be the most challenging thing I think that Um, makes sense yeah yeah I I feel like for me it's it's very similar I mean like I said it's only been a, a few months but I think that what I like most is the pace as well and even though I'm like our internal growth marketer, I still feel like even though I have a focus on just six and flow that I have so much variety in my day. Like there's so many things that I've never done before or just like have done 
I guess, more micro versions of similar projects that I'm working on now. But I love that, A, there's so much variety in the projects I'm doing, and B, I get to work with a lot of people or get perspectives from folks that have all different kind of backgrounds, like experience levels and all those things, and be able to ask those questions, you know, say things that I don't understand and also get the help I need in order to accomplish certain tasks. So for me, I feel like it's a good balance between only having one focal point in terms Mm -hmm. of a client, but then having so much variety in terms of the outputs that we can do because there's just so much room to experiment and create. And so many people have great ideas that they're willing to share that we can start to work on. So that for me has been super rewarding. Um, yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying about like the challenge as well in terms of having to pivot between industries and and kind of become a subject matter expert sometimes in a really short period of time. Because um, yeah. I, I felt like that even though I was working with um, like in-house previously, like I felt like when we pivot towards a new topic, maybe based on what competitors were doing, like there was still a learning curve that would come with that. And it's like if the output request is quite high, it's like you have to move quickly and be able to to kind of match what's happening out there in the market. So I definitely get that too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And as I mentioned, you've been here for just over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what's kept you? What's what's made you want to get out of bed and keep doing stuff with Six and Flow? <laughs> and there's no <laughs> right answer here, even though I'm sure everyone will listen to this. <laughs> I'm just yeah. curious. Um what has kept me do you know I really like our culture I think it's a really big mm-hmm. it's it's such a big um like part of what six and flow is mm-hmm. um the people are all very understanding um and it it may not feel like this when we're all working from home but we're such a close-knit like bunch of people definitely um, and like everyone's so different it's not like you know sometimes you get to places and think places are like quite clicky and mm-hmm. places we quite everyone's very similar and we've just hired the trendy people and do you know what I mean like definitely so these are like that and that's what they've gone for whereas we've got so many different characters at Six and Flow and it's just it's nice to come to work and always be interested in what people have to say. Um, 100%. Yeah, that, I think that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest reasons why, yeah, why I'm still here. It's a great, great environment to be in. Definitely. And like, as someone on my end, like I've only met Ravi in real life, one of our colleagues, because we used to work together back at BC before COVID, right? So we've met in real life. Like I know him personally, you know, we've traveled together for work, all that kind of stuff. But even though I've come in as a remote first employee and I haven't met anyone else, it doesn't really feel like there's that separation or like I haven't really had the chance to get to know people or that, you know, as I've had conversations with people, like I've actually been able to connect with people and like understand what they like you know, understand challenges they're having, like just, you know, shoot the shit about whatever we're talking about. And I always enjoy like our, the morning meetings with my team and everything like that. And, you know, people sharing what they're working on for the day, but also just sharing their stories. Like, I feel like 
I've never had a work experience like that, especially in such mm-hmm. an immediate sense. Like I felt like such an immediate connection to people, mm-hmm. even though like most of us have never been in the same room. And like there's been other folks even right in the UK that have joined and haven't met a lot of the team yet. And they still feel like such a part of the organization in the sense that like what we have to say matters. Like if you're struggling with something, like you said, people are super understanding and you can be honest. And like, I don't think I've ever had that in a work environment to this degree. So for me to have that too, when it's like remote and I don't know when I'll get to see you folks in person, like that for me is, I think it's just super unique. And I don't really know that anyone else that I know personally has been able to kind of talk about their work environment in this way. So I think we have a really special thing going. Yeah, definitely. And and it must be so difficult, I guess, for you as well, being remote, because like you've, you've not met any of us. Like, yeah, it's, it's so funny because I, we, we have, um, Charlie that's joined our team yeah and he was like I wonder how tall people are or like I even me I'm like I wonder how tall the new people are because <laughs> you people that I've seen people in person yeah but so you know. when new people start you're just like are they tall are they like what is their office to be like what are they going to be like in the office are they joking blah 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 like it's just it's just human instinct to like to sort of question what people are actually like in person definitely <laughs> um, so I've, I've got this I've got this image of you Khadija that you're going to be six foot and you're going to be really fun in the office <laughs> I but would say don't, don't, don't debug that here I will have to find out in person <laughs> oh my god I would definitely say that the latter is true but I'm absolutely not six feet i'm not super short i'm gonna reveal my height i'm like five six ish so that's like Uh, average i think you're taller than me oh my (laughs) i thought you were about the same height as me i don't know why but that's okay well i'm five foot three and i like to tell people that i'm five foot four because you know the extra inch but (laughs) it matters being truthful i'm five foot three (laughs) The only um, girl that I, or woman, I should say, that I know is tall at the agency is Rose because people have commented <laughs> several times on how tall she is. So I know to expect that. But the rest, I have no clue. No reference point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll you just have to see us all in person. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to be able to book a flight and come over there. I think we're going to have so much fun. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You've not been to the UK, have you? I have, um, but years ago, I was, I think I was 11 or 12 when I went. Right. Yeah, okay. so very long time, and I would love to be there as an adult. <laughs> I think it'll be way fun, more fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, you know, you've been here for, as I keep saying, <laughs> for a couple of years, um, and, you know, you've seen growth I'm sure within yourself as a person, but also like career wise. And for the folks who don't know, you've recently moved into a role with an actual leadership focus. Um, How has that transition been for you? Uh, Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting because, um, so I, Someone someone once said to me, you're either a a people manager or you're a project manager. 
um mm-hmm. but you can't be both okay and that's always sat with me as like a I don't really know if that's true um <laughs> because you know it's like it has you have very different qualities as a person that require you to be a good people manager and a good project manager um yeah. I found with my new role um it's been very eye-opening in that there are so many different parts that I didn't know existed which of course I wouldn't know because I wouldn't have had to have done them before right and I think that's natural with a new role that is that has slightly more responsibility and mm-hmm. um, ultimately it's down to you to make sure things are successful and that sort of thing um what's been interesting for me is and it's been like a good a good sort of learning point for mm-hmm. me is that I can reach out to people for help I don't I don't I don't feel threatened if I don't know something if right. I don't know something it's because I've not needed to know it up until that point right and I, th- I don't know I think sometimes people can get a little bit odd about you know if if someone else in their team knows something that they should know but they don't know like I think it's quite it's probably quite an endearing quality to just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know how to do that. Can you show me? Because yeah. people come from so like different backgrounds and they have so many different work experiences than, than you know, you'll ever know. Um, mm-hmm. So that I guess the new role and the, the focus has been, it's been again, a huge learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taught me what I need to be better at and, the things that I'm really good at and you know I'm only very new into the role but I think it's it's just it's always a learning opportunity if something doesn't go wrong sorry if something doesn't go right mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do it just means that you need to learn a little bit more about how to make that thing successful 100 um, yeah I don't I don't know maybe ask me that question in six months but oh I will I think (laughs) I think for now it's it's more it's it's a great transition and I feel like I am able to have an impact um and I can continue to learn things that I don't know because you know we work we work in in an ever-changing landscape don't we like definitely digital is always changing tech is always changing so we're all constantly learning um and for me I, I I love to take those opportunities for learning to do exactly that right. um I don't want to ever come across as though I already know this hot new piece of tech because I don't I need to learn it I need to spend hours playing around with it I need to figure out how things should be and shouldn't be so mm-hmm. yeah I just think it's always a learning um, an opportunity to better yourself and to to sort of help your team members along the way too um, and lean on them when they need you and they can and vice versa mm-hmm. um, yeah I feel like I've rambled on but no <laughs> yeah and, and that's something like that I found as well because I think especially when you come into a role like I always remind myself that um I've never done like growth marketing specifically, but I always remind myself that I probably wouldn't have been offered the role if 
you know, there wasn't something there that said I was capable of doing it. So that's like what I tell myself when I, if I start to freak out about anything, which happens every so often, <laughs> which is <laughs> fine. Um, but especially I think when you come in to a company um, and you're new there, you want to, you know, it's like hard to not, um, or it's hard to show cracks in your armor, I guess. That's the term I, I like to use. Um, because you, you don't want to mess up or, you know, you don't want them to have second thoughts. You know, you're new, you know, trying to assimilate and, you know, you're there to hopefully fill a gap. Um, and I do think that we've both done that in our time here, for sure. We've been filling gaps and, you know, we have a role to play within the agency for sure. Um, but it's been nice to be able to say, Hey, I'm not as comfortable with that. Um, who should I go to about this? Or can you help me with this? And, you know, it's not seen as a sign of weakness. Like we just know that we can leverage our colleagues, friends um, as resources. And because everyone has such a different work background, as you mentioned, like there's so many things and so many chances to learn something every day that um, even if you do know something, it's always you don't know what you don't know at the same time. And there's might be that person who has that extra layer of knowledge that they can share with you. And the thing is that people are willing to do that. So um, I definitely agree that that's been awesome. And I think something that we can all take advantage of here for sure. Absolutely. You're so right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to plug, plug the values, <laughs> of course. Um, but out of our four core values here at Six and Flow, um, is there one that kind of sticks with you the most? Kind of in your day-to-day -day or just in general, you know, life view? Yeah. Um, do you know, I think I, I would say playfulness. Yeah. And not from a, like, I am the class clown perspective, mm -hmm. but it's more of... I think opening up spaces for people to just be like, oh yeah, let's just have a five minute, like recenter, refocusing moment so that we can be better at what we're doing. Right. Um, and even if it's, so like quite often we'd go in the office when we were, well, when COVID wasn't a thing, we'd, we'd go out for sweets in the afternoon or, you know, just something to pick us up or, yeah it's I don't know playfulness is quite an I yeah I would I would say playfulness probably is the one that I would liken my personality to right um and it's being playful with clients it's being playful with the team like not being too serious and mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's that the job that you're doing is to fulfill something in you it's not to just fulfill the job right um so I think, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I would say playfulness is probably the one that resonates with me most. And it, it like crops up at different points in the day or it crops up at different points in the week, whether it's with a client or it's with um, people in the team. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll know this, we, we quite often have like, you know, a 10 minute coffee break just to just be like, how's your day going? And you know, that sort of thing, because, you know, ultimately we're, we're still in the middle of a pandemic and I think people need it. Definitely. <laughs> I, I think people just need that five minutes out to be, to just like 
be like, right, what are we doing today? Should we have a quick coffee break? Um, and I guess it's sort of simulating what you would do in the office, but finding ways to do it outside of the office. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that one is big for me as well. Um, and yeah, I like that even though we all have, you know, like we all have goals, um, you know, there's things to hit, things to execute on, things to deliver, all of that kind of stuff. Like we definitely do take time to just actually check in with each other. You know, it's cool if you need to take time to go for a walk. Like there's no, like we definitely are hard workers and we're all busy, but like we don't make work the be all and end all. And I think especially that, like you said, like we're still in the middle of a pandemic, even if things are normalizing in different places at different times. Like I think it's been hard on everyone in different ways. And it's nice that we're still taking that time to just, take a step back and take a breath because it's it's so important you can't you can't just work 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 it'll it can reduce the quality of your output um and then just in general like if you're not a happy person at work I don't I don't think you can really do good work in general like either with other people or even just the stuff you're putting out and if we're putting out stuff that is you know light-hearted playful you know if we have to sh- shift shift moods like that I think it starts on the inside as well Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I would say playfulness is a big one for me too and then also growth has been a big one for me Mm -hmm. like not only just thinking about it in terms of what my actual role entails but just you know being willing to try so many different things and and learn so much um, and trying to I guess understand every tool that comes into play with what I need to you know do well with my job and using different resources, working with different people and just being willing to stretch myself, stretch my my brain, you know, stretch my comfort zone. I think that's been something that I've really learned and embraced since joining. So that would be the one I would pick out of the four. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lua. <laughs> this is such a great we're just like co-signing everything that that the other saying. I'm like, that's a good point. I like it. <laughs> what are we gonna do if we don't support each other, hey? It's we'll true. Be broken humans. <laughs> exactly. Everything will just go to shit and that won't be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Um I'd love to know if there's anything um outside of work that you do to kind of improve your craft? Because you mentioned, you know, taking and, you know, finding those learning opportunities. Um, is there anything that you that you do regularly to improve in marketing or improve as someone that's also now in a leadership role too? So, yes, I do spend time outside of work um, trying to, I'm not going to say perfect my craft because I don't think there's a perfect way to do any sort of job. Um, right. But I consume video content um and a lot more in the past year or so is audio content I mm-hmm. think um the way the world is going I do read but I wouldn't say that that was the what the way I have been learning lately um so I do listen to quite a lot of podcasts just to open up my like perception on things and understand other people's perceptions on things mm-hmm. um, even if it's just, I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're a TikToker. I'm certainly not a TikToker, but <laughs> Me I, <neither. laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> I'm still one of those. I'm behind. 
<laughs> I downloaded it just to consume videos, okay? But there were so many fantastic ideas on there. Um, yeah. And um, one that I personally really like is it's a guy who just tells you all these different hacks on your MacBook. Ooh. And I, I love it because he literally just, it, it's like a 15 second clip and he's like, oh, are you annoyed with doing this? Well, why don't you do this instead? And he gives you like a, a MacBook hack. But yeah, so it's like short form content, um, audiobooks, podcasts, um, and it's doing things like, you know, from the small things, from expanding my vocabulary, because there are so many words in this world, Khadija. <laughs> I am constantly learning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think from a craft perspective, I think it's uh, definitely audiobooks, definitely reading other people's social posts on LinkedIn and stuff. Um, But I do love to watch a short form video. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you there. As I said, I haven't gotten on TikTok yet, um, but I might change. You never know. (laughs) um but I've been on YouTube a lot lately which sometimes Mm -hmm. is longer form but I hadn't watched anything on YouTube in years and now it's like a routine for me just you know if there's different things I want to look up or just I've just enjoyed um consuming things visually and it's definitely hard because obviously we're on our screens all the time for work and then sometimes after work you know people fall into the Netflix trap myself included depends on the day (laughs) Um, but it's still such a great way to learn a new concept or just even get a new perspective or get some inspiration around a certain topic or something like that. So that for me has been a lot of fun. And yeah, I feel like I've been reading a lot more as well, um, but definitely nothing that's marketing related, like a strictly fiction, because we all need a little bit of escapism, especially now, I think. Um, but yeah, those yeah. are all... Um, great ways that you mentioned and like it's great that there's so many options available to us like you mentioned podcasts that's a great way to get off your screen but still learn something you know engage with some new material um so i've been definitely picking up my podcast listening half for inspiration as doing this myself but also yeah just to take in information in a way that doesn't require me to stare at a screen for another you know hour or so after the workday is done so yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite podcast right now? And you don't have to say this one. <laughs> Obviously this one. No, uh, I, I, so my routine um, when I'm listening to Middle Movers is usually when I'm cooking in the kitchen. Oh, um, nice. I, I love listening to something when I cook. I don't necessarily like listening to music when I cook because like, you know, you can listen to music whenever you want. But right. I love listening to Middle Movers when I cook. Um, so, so shout out, shout out Khadija. (laughs) Um, but I do, so at, um, at the moment I, I mean, I'm really into true crime. Um, I love criminal. I love case file. Um, just so many good true crime podcasts at the moment, but, you know, aside from the, the gory deaths of various people, um, (laughs) yeah. I really, really like Stacey Doody. No, not Stacey Doody. Um, what is her name? Catherine Ryan. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Let me grab the name of it because it's it's fantastic. Um, 
It is called Catherine Ryan Telling Everybody Everything. Um, so Catherine Ryan, awesome. I don't, don't know if you know her. I do she... not. Do you? No, I, I have no idea who she is. You can tell oh, okay. me. <laughs> so, so her Spotify about page, comedian Catherine Ryan can't help telling everybody everything. So it's a candid chat, pettiness, phone calls and some serious stuff too. Straight from the nation, sweetheart. Nice. Um, it's great, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's just like easy listening. She speaks about things that are happening in the world, but equally um, it's quite like lighthearted. Oh, so perfect. A perfect balance. For sure. I like that she's a comedian too, because I feel like comedians, when they get it right, even when they're speaking on, you know, more serious topics, like it, they really get it right. And they, they get all of the important information out, but also like give you a different perspective than you would receive if you're just, you know, reading an article or watching the news. Um, mm-hmm. And I always love hearing how they talk about things. Like I love when Dave Chappelle, you know, talks about world issues or even Bill Burr talks about world issues. Um, yeah. I always, I'm always like, I never looked at it that way. And I feel like that's like the power of comedy in these days in particular. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> Sometimes we're the same person. <laughs> I think we are. Like interior design. We're basically the same age. You know, there's the list goes on. The list goes on. Yeah. We both are at the agency for, or at an agency for the first time. Here's to more, so, more likenesses between us. <laughs> yeah, it's to more likenesses. I love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have one more thing that I would like to know from you, Lua, since, you know, mm-hmm. well, not in general, but I mean, <laughs> for, the, for the purpose of this podcast, um, <laughs> yeah. do you have any advice for anyone that is considering you know moving into an agency role oh <laughs> question um my advice for someone moving into a marketing agency role would be That's go in as if you don't know anything about marketing but not in your ability more in your knowledge because for me it was like I have like so many years of experience in marketing mm-hmm. but I'd never been at a marketing agency and it's almost a completely different kettle of fish um yeah. so so if you've never worked in a marketing agency before go in clueless and just absorb everything um because it will put you in better stead to actually do your role. But if you go in assuming you already know everything and you'll, you'll soon be bored of the role and you won't find an opportunity for yourself to grow. Right. However, if you keep yourself open-minded, um, you go in wanting to learn, you'll absorb so much information um, and, and new knowledge you didn't even know you didn't have um yeah that would be my piece of advice man I yes <laughs> I don't even have anything else to say yes 100% um like we both noted earlier we both came in 
you know, ho- hoping to learn so much more about marketing aside from being in previously in-house roles. And, you know, I definitely thought I knew a lot, at least in, you know, one to two areas, but I have quickly realized that I have only scratched the surface. And I think that is something so awesome about, you know, having the opportunity to learn every day and try new things, do new projects, because you just are continuously stretching yourself in a good way, like stretching your mind and being able to take those learnings and apply it and understand what works. And it's just, I think it's just like such a unique environment for that, um, being in an agency for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, my friend. You're the first um, agency guest, so I'm sure that the other, our colleagues will be lining up to to come on here once they hear your episode. Uh, But this has been so fun. It feels like just an extension of one of our coffee catch-ups, which always seems so fast, so I'm glad we could take the time today. Absolutely. Yeah, let's... Yeah. I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was like, God, this is just a a very wholesome conversation we should do this more often we should but no it's you thank you for having me of course i'll drop something in your calendar (laughs) (laughs) yeah do that